0: go ahead and hit record i think everything's in order if i remove one element like headphones mic or anything i'm like up i'll go shit let me reset everything right 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 right
1: right <laughs> That's why i don't listen to
0: uh i don't listen to professional podcasts i just don't have any respect for them you just show They've up They've got it easy you, you just show up to and talk
1: someone else fix it
0: yeah and you'll you'll hear and the the funny thing is you'll hear them say like uh, fix that Ted or John or whatever and they leave right. it in yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I want <laughs> to be
1: that editor like fuck it my name got mentioned <laughs> you're staying in
0: <laughs> you know what else is staying in the canon of off screen death
2: Larry one Crown.
0: Mr. Larry Crown. You
2: zone the entire depot, every rack, before you punch out. It's not just policy, it's the right thing to do. What'd they say? You have to listen twice. Larry Crown at the common break area? Yeah, that's what I heard. I wonder why. It's employee of the month day. <laughs> Spectacular. How many will this be? Oh, I'm not safe. Mary Crown on deck Hazard Hey Vicky Where were you and Alvarez's baby pool I had last week What a dope
3: Front office personnel are recommended to leave the employee pools to the hourly staff Larry you know that
2: It's too bad this could have won a hundred bucks Come here. Make tracks please Oh I'm sorry I was just taking a break in the common break area You know I think I know what this is about
0: I don't think you do
3: Crown Hmm there's been a restructuring ordered throughout the Umart nation. Now, restructuring is their word. Ask me, it's a pain in a took us. That's right, isn't it? Took us <laughs> yeah. where you get kicked? Yeah, word, yeah, word. It's like the buttocks. It took us in buttocks, synonymous. Yeah. Well, it hurts when you get kicked back there, no matter what language you're speaking. You bet. Larry, I'm sorry, but we've come to a parting of the ways. You and you. Ms. Hurley will explain. UMART's policy is to never limit the opportunities of our employees, no matter their race, gender, age, sexual orientation. It's all published on the website. A mandatory review of the records of all team leaders has revealed that you never matriculated to a university or college. That makes you a four on the advancement scale of one to four, four being the least recommended. You're limited in your opportunities for all further advancement corporate-wide. And that's something UMART does not do.
0: That's uh, something UMART does not do.
3: This sounds like you're firing me. Gee, Larry, here's the problem. Your lack of educational background is gonna forever retard your movement up the UMart ladder.
2: You're forever retarded, Crown. Because you didn't go to college.
0: SMU! Class 86. That's solid gold, man. I just don't give those away. <laughs> Three years, Chico State.
2: So that that's that's why everybody's made front office except me.
0: You and I went head to head, Larry. I mean, who'd have thought I'd get promoted over you?
2: I I chose the Navy right out of high school. I did almost 20 years.
3: (laughs) Weren't you a cook? (laughs) We'd like to thank you for your service to the nation, Larry. And frankly, in all seriousness, for your service to you, Mark, too. But that's over with now.
2: Absolutely. Hey, oh, hey, pizza left. One slice. Anybody want it? No. Larry? No, no. No, 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 no. Listen, please, please don't. I cannot be fired. These last these last couple of years have just been a bloodbath. I mean, I have really taken a beating.
3: Hey, we've all gotten our clocks cleaned by our ex-wives. Am I right? Larry, the timing on something like this is always a bitch. It's always a bitch.
2: I thought I was going to be employee of the month.
0: Well, in a way, you are. Larry Crown. Dave, do you have uh, something against films just titled after a fictional character? Do you feel that's presumptuous that we should even care about one Larry Crown?
1: I mean, it it better be pretty fucking. Because I kind of do. I actually don't like
0: films, they're just the title of the character.
1: It, it feels like, I mean, this maybe get a little too deep into a movie like Larry Crown, no, but it, let's feels, do it. It, it feels like it's priming you where it's like, you have to like this person. It's about this person. So get <laughs> ready. So it, it almost, it's weird. It, it puts the movie at an advantage and a disadvantage. So once that character is introduced, you're like, oh, this is Larry Crown. This is the guy. But also like, if you're not really charming,
0: mm, Tom Hanks is, is Tom thank Hink's God. Is.
1: Thank God, this movie. I this movie survives on charm. It survives on star power, which is, I'm sure, why you love it because it's.
0: Uh, so like, far, I don't see a problem. I don't. Everything you're <laughs> saying sounds exactly like what I want from movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it may, it does not surprise me on that level that you like this movie. Uh, but it is very, it is very surface level in a lot of ways, and it showed me. That there is a difference between being funny and writing a funny script. Because uh, Tom Hanks, a uh, very funny actor, his start was in comedy. And there were years there where, you know, he was winning Oscar after Oscar. And I was kind of like, I miss I miss the burbs. I miss Big. Can we can He's we also back?
0: naturally, well, as naturally as one can be on talk shows. He seems like in the moment. He can work yep. with somebody, and is, uh, as as yes. you said, very charming, very quick. There's that uh, clip of I, g- I guess is it the last Toy Story where him and Tim Allen were promoting, and someone they were asking them about uh, uh, I believe spades, and Tim Allen's yeah. like I don't know what, oh, that, yes. is. I don't yes. know what that is. Yes, and- it's a
2: great clip. Next one, uh, I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, you're playing spades. You got four in the possible. Your partner says he got four in the possible. The guys you've been playing with, they've been talking crap the whole game. What do you do? Do you bid nine, or do you bid ten, go wills, and go all out for it? Ten. Ten? Go all out. I've been working Vegas 30 years. I don't gamble. Okay. I don't play cards. I think it's a f- <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not is. necessarily money involved in spades. No, you know, it's just credit. I, play. Play. I, I throw deep, baby. Okay. I go yeah. deep. I don't know what That's you what guys you are talking about. I don't That's know. <laughs> have any idea what you guys <laughs> just said. You don't know how to play spades? I'm going to say I do just because I want to move now, on. Now, when I was in Oakland, California, they all play whist. Mm. It's like you see the, I mean, it was a boom, bam, boom, of boom, boom. Kids were playing whist, man. But that's, that's like a version of Spades, yeah, sort absolutely. of like, month, month, month. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess I know Spades. Yeah, 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 I think
0: I played the game. Tom Hanks was willing to go with it. He you, you was know, talking about the game, and yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, I actually have a review, a, a splat. I'm going to put a splat. Okay, I'm Right up front for a movie that I, I mean, really like. You you have a
1: lot of options for Splats, to be fair. This is not well-loved in critic circles. No,
0: okay, 30, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do feel like that might be lower than even when it came out because... Oh, I don't sure. know if there were 201 reviews for Larry Crown in summer of 2011, <laughs> and I'm seeing a lot of blogs and faces that I don't really think were yeah, around. This is
1: this is not a movie that, like, there are some movies that were poorly received, and then, like, newer quote-unquote critics are like, <laughs> actually, here's why it's good. I didn't see a lot of articles about, here's why actually Larry Crown is a great uh, add to the canon of cinema. We didn't get a lot of that.
0: I do have a uh, person that I've interacted with years ago on Twitter, uh, Sarah Michelle Fetters of MovieFreak.com. This one is dated from July 8th, 2011, so I allow it to go into the canon. Um, And the splat says, the problem is the movie only waltzes in the real world while it tangos and rumbas in the realm of fantastic and superficial. Which I thought was a pretty good line. That's not bad. And I also Sarah. agree with What's it. Done? I'm like, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> See, we've talked about this.
1: This is the this is the great thing about movies is that even if you love a movie, even reading negative reviews, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um I don't understand why it's not a little beautiful tomato. Why why that's what?
0: <laughs> <but laughs> Here's my main thing. So to touch on what you're talking about with the comedy. So it's a uh, a film about um I think Tom Hanks he, I was looking up interviews and I could not find that many uh, as far as the press junket from 2011 because <laughs> as much as I you know and I saw this probably not opening weekend but I think I saw this within the first couple of weeks because mm. even pre movie pass I'm still going out to see Julia Roberts I'm still going out to see Tom Hanks I believe I watched it by myself <laughs> and uh, you know a matinee showing was probably a you know, a few older people, which was that's a great crowd to, to always see something like always a great crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't expect much of it because most of the marketing hinged on Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks riding a scooter together, and I was Oof. like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but that. And yet again, it's pretty accurate to what the movie is as far as the charms of this particular midlife crisis. But Hanks, in that the interview, I did find the clip. Um, he says that Larry Crown is a character that has a contentment factor that we would all like to have and that he likes his job. And so the film is essentially what happens when someone who is just just perfectly content mm-hmm. in life. And I think that m- might be off-putting to people, especially to being on your age, um, <laughs> to see someone working at a, a Target or a Walmart, <laughs> some sort of bigger you know, uh, department chain store. Who seems to have a zest for life or a zest for that particular small corner of life. Um, I enjoy it because within five minutes, you have that small, and I do mean small victory, crushed. You have it taken away. We're like, you're, <laughs> we're not going to dignify you anymore to even work in this right. target because you have no possibility for advancement, which... I don't know how realistic that is. Insane. That is. Not at all. <laughs> they would
1: love to have him. Okay, you stay exactly here. We're going to keep paying you the same amount. You're not asking You're good for a job? Yeah. Great. He's the um, dream target employee. <laughs> it,
0: it does seem like. Now, you know, if, to go back to uh, Miss Fetter's review, uh, where it doesn't really want to dive too much into the real world, and Hanks himself did say that this, I guess, comedy uh, was you know kicked around before the financial crisis of 2008 so the fact that when it came out you know a couple years later it looks like it's being topical but he actually was sort of afraid it was like no that's not really he's like (laughs) (laughs) his pitch i guess to his co-writer was i'd like to do a movie about a guy my age he even calls himself just an old guy going back to college and actually like finding a new interest in life. Like, if someone thinks, like, yeah, I've, I've seen the world, I've done everything, now it's the, the golden years, I'll just settle in and see them forced to expand their mind. That was his thing, was a college comedy. And then it sort of got released right after, you know, in our lifetime, Dave, one of our many financial catastrophes for this country. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I mean, I like the way you put it, the, I guess, comedy. Because that's kind of how it felt when I was watching this movie, where... I felt like it leaned really hard into the kind of doofus... Humor, um, and that didn't really work for me. Like him on the on the bike crashing through the garage sale, and all the interactions. And you didn't like the uh, with uh, his panty neighbor. shot
0: with with Hanks. You didn't like the man, <sighs> man butt.
1: No, it's just it. So much of it, well, I, I found did, Dave. I'm I like sure I did. like that particular sure, shot. I don't care. So much of it, I just found unfunny. Like I was, it was one of those comedies where you are watching it and you go, like, I see the comedy you are going for, but the only thing that works for me, Mike, is mean Julia Roberts. I like I like her in the first half of this movie very very much. Um, she looks great. Uh, it's a great performance. Um, I'm never really convinced of the 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 romance that begins when she is drunk, blasted out of her mind, and then we kind of you know expand from there. I, I liked her interactions, even with though her,
0: it's her sh- it's more of a revenge uh, yeah. romance, a possible revenge hookup because her that
1: damn Brian Cranston, horrible just-
0: husband who. In fairness to him, since I've, I've rewatched this about once every summer for some reason, this is like a summer movie for me. And it may be pining back to, man, we used to have movie stars like just hook up yeah. on screen. The closest I'm totally. going to get coming up is Meg Ryan. And yeah, I don't really count David Duchovny as a movie star. So even that, ah, I have a, I have a minor. He's a, yeah. a TV star. Yeah, he's a
1: TV star. Yeah, and I love David Duchovny, but yeah, he's I like not him too. Star,
0: but yeah. just think if it was Meg Ryan and like you know Tom Hanks again. Oh my, oh my goodness. Oh, and, Mike would be camping out. This is. <laughs> and I'll admit my disappointments. The uh, ticket to paradise with Clooney and uh, Roberts mm. last year was like my number one movie of the year, and then I watched it and I'm like, eh, this is not. I appreciate the effort, you know, but it's almost like you need a
1: good script. uh, Even when you have movie stars, which reminds me of Larry crown in, in I actually,
0: that I do disagree with you there. I kind of like the script. I think the problem is, and you, that's where I was going with Brian Cranston is he seems Mm -hmm. to be the only one because he doesn't have any interactions with Larry crown that doesn't have that uh, Midas touch of Tom Hanks, where everyone has a very similar sensibility to him. Everyone's very like sort of polite and open two differing people, even his, um, I guess his scooter gang, his nemesis, which is the <laughs> the the dude from those like teen comedies in the two thousands, that yeah. show guy, Wilmer um, Valderrama, yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. never yeah. really cared for him, and here he's the 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 tough James Dean, he's the heavy. <laughs>
1: and it's Like, what are we? Come
0: but on. only in only in Larry Crown slash Tom Hanks world is he the heavy, because not really, it never really right, right. um. But I will say Bryan Cranston sort of sticks out and perhaps seems the most grounded, nuanced yeah. character because he, he is not swept up into the golden hue of Larry Crown where he's like, no, actually, I'm like a really nice person. Um, he's a guy that leeches off of Julie Roberts and likes to look at porn all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> I um I think you've actually accidentally pinpointed one of my – kind of issues with this movie and it seems silly to talk about a movie like this and talk about the issues you have with it because it's so light and so silly and so well-meaning
0: well it's but, so earnest like extraordinarily yeah. earnest
1: yes all to a fault i would say <laughs> earnest and you know you want to make a movie about an older man going back to college and changing his life that's great um but then you you cast it in this way where you have all these young people who are just like you know who i like that old guy with the flip phone, that's that's my favorite guy. Like it doesn't it rings hollow and untrue and God bless Gugu and ra giving her all Oh great uh, ca- a,
0: Up and Down, great cast. You have her yes. as the sort of I guess a slight version on Manic Pixie Dream Girl, even though they they yeah. never cross any line where even Larry has more than like, Oh, I like that she's involving me. And fun activities It never reads as romantic As much as You know That 70s uh, James Dean Tries to take it that way (laughs) Uh, But you have I can see you
1: I can (laughs) It's a window I can see you through (laughs) this smoke You've got inventory
3: (laughs) Yes I do
1: Bad Feng Shui though (laughs) This is
2: all Unproductive capital Sitting here Unless you're Selling it on eBay
3: Never buy clothes You don't try on You have to feel the fabric And test the drape
2: I don't.
0: Take off your pants. What? Take off your pants.
2: Really?
3: Get behind that rack and take off your pants.
2: You know, I I can't really afford all these new threads.
3: Tis gratis, Lance. Lance, my boyfriend's here. Put your pants back on. Hey, Lance. Put your pants back on.
0: You have Pam yes. Greer as Julia Roberts' best friend and the Judy Greer part, which I, I love. Yes. Um, and she underplays is it. That, so is that just
1: something with the last name? We have <laughs> Pam maybe, and Judy Greer. Maybe. Uh, I would love yes. it. I would love to see that
0: combination. You know, two I leads would... doing that. Amazing. The one I have the biggest <laughs> problem with, Dave, is uh, Taraji P. Henson. And I don't know what uh, accent she's doing other than it seems like an accent that – in sketch comedy that black performers put on to make fun of white people, and I felt yeah. like, like when I first watched it, I thought she was doing Larry Crown or something or making fun <laughs> of him, and then I realized, oh no, she's like the rest of the film, she's just so earnest. This is just her cheerful voice, yeah. but knowing her work and liking her and other things, I don't know if I really like that particular choice but it's you know it, i guess it plays in the world the world yeah that we're created i, here I
1: in. honestly think everything with his neighbors is a painful watch like i i don't like any of it so like you don't
0: like the cedric group. the entertainer no no trying I to think sell he's him a, a community college uh guidebook I, from probably you know five or six I, years ago yellow?
2: got anything new
3: very dance lessons from the 50s you don't have any of
2: these i promise he can't afford them he lost his job they let him go oh.
3: Yeah. I'm so We're sorry. something
2: better than a job. Oh. An education. Oh. Get you some knowledge and you'll be fireproof.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right, Larry. You're never too old to learn. Just listen to my husband. He hasn't called a man boss in years.
2: Well, yeah, I remember why. Well, Uncle Sam took his half. That's going to
1: be
3: 50 cents for the book.
2: But they give these away for free.
1: What well, they do? I think he is easily the worst part of this movie. It is painful. Cedric the Entertainer? Ta- yes, yes. And I don't think it's even close. And I think, you know, does the movie change at all if you get rid of these characters literally the only the only reason he's there is to be like community college exists larry okay just have him see a commercial like i don't i don't need cedric here i mean i'm glad he's getting work at this point but like it just feels i like... thought
0: you would pick on freddie mercury a young freddie mercury here <laughs> i thought that would be the one oh, he has okay some like, of the worst comedy Ugh. yeah at least cedric the entertainer seems like yeah overbearing neighbor uh but yeah yeah. The Oof, college students yeah. and we even have uh Meryl Streep's kid is in this as well, right? Like yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of people playing bit parts here. Uh but yeah. Uh when you're Lord Tom Hanks Mercury. you can Yeah, I just
1: the the neighbor characters it, it reeked to me of like, uh we don't have a lot of people of color in this movie. We better we better introduce a few I more like
0: I didn't take it as that. I did take it as we're putting a lot of faith in Cedric the Entertainer to provide some oomph to the, I guess you said the exposition pieces of like, what are right. you going to do now, Larry? And you usually do find that in films where they hire a comedian. Cause it's like, well, yeah. they can riff, they can, they can punch it up. And yeah. apparently not to you, Dave. Apparently well, you could I not think stand him.
1: I think it's hard to, to riff when you're talking to a character like Larry crown. How do you riff with someone who is like so earnest and so nice and so and mostly genuine? agreeable. So. Right. And just in, in many ways, like I would say kind of a blank slate, like I don't think there's a lot of, there is depth to Larry Crown's character, but at that point in the movie, all you really have is like, he's sad and needs a new start. So you just have Cedric Entertainer essentially performing to a wall
0: like, and Larry going,
1: okay, um, yeah, that's nice. And and then all crash this bike on the way out. Like, ugh,
0: you really thanks. are just not a fan of Tom Hanks butt shots. That's what you you keep going back to. It's like both of those instances, it's his ass is on think, full display.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, Tom Hanks's comedic talents are. His best comedic talents are not the physical. I don't think he's a great physical comedian. I think he's a great vocal comedian. I think he does great with tone of voice, with hesitation, with pause. If you think back to, like, the birds and you think back to the kind of explosions of emotion, it's not silly slapstick humor. That's not—and I like slapstick humor, but that's not Tom Hanks. And it feels like they're trying to—or he's trying to make him <laughs> a slapstick comedian in this movie. And, and none of that stuff— Really works. I I think, I think his relationship with Julia Roberts works just because they have such great chemistry together. They are pure movie stars, and it shows on screen. Even if I'm like ah, this pairing of these two characters, I'm not really sure about it. It feels a little inappropriate and not great. But when you you get you get Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts,
0: I have a clip for that. You know, one of the movies' uh, most memorable memorable scenes is a real punch in the air moment when your character Larry. Um, smooches with Julie Roberts as Mrs. Tainer. Yeah. Now that smooch turned into more of a frenzied grapple. <laughs> so how was that to film? Uh, well, uh,
2: when uh, uh, well, of course, now she had she was under the influence of a little of the uh, uh, of uh, a tiny bit of alcohol, and I'm the guy who can't believe he actually is getting to make out with his teacher. Now a lot of inappropriate stuff is going on there. A lot of things can get people in trouble. Uh, she is married. Uh, she is my teacher. I am her pupil. Uh, uh, so, And yet, at the same time, it's undeniably a wonderful experience. So there's reason to celebrate. Oh, there's definite reason to celebrate.
1: Oh, you mean the subtle way they showed he's into it? By him doing a dance outside of her front door? Oh, no, Dave. <laughs>
3: Good
2: Dave. lord! So you... yes,
1: a real subtle performance from Tom in this moment, really taking in all the aspects as he pumps his fist. I think you're
0: purposely misreading him. He's saying there's a limit that you can actually have these characters go where before the audience starts to question. Eh, I don't know if I'm into this. So, right, yes, right. allowing him to <laughs> lock her in the door and then enjoy himself, Dave. I don't know. What do you want here? What are you looking uh... for? It's some sort of weird. Date rape scenario, Dave? Jesus Christ. You, <laughs> wait, I see this, wait, this, whoa, this edgy whoa. comedy you're into. These My are, goodness. These, these,
1: <laughs> these are your words, not mine. <laughs> it, I mean, that sequence in itself, like, I actually really like that he, you know, they have their kiss and he's like, you know what? You're, you're under the influence. We're not going to continue this. That was wonderful and I'm very happy about it. But then the whole sequence with him celebrating right outside her door reads, Juvenile? To me, and I was just like, I don't... Like, I think you could play that in a way as he's walking away smiling in a way where you still get the same thing instead of, like, I can see you. I can, I can see you through the door. Like, it's like... Uh, it, again, goes for this juvenile Dave silly wants humor. wants the
0: somber, high-fidelity John Cusack fist-pumping, and then he yes. immediately starts thinking about who his ex is <laughs> fucking at that moment. He enjoys yes. it for two seconds, yeah. and then it's back to the this somber tense. Michael. <laughs> this, is, this is what it-
1: Like, yeah, I think the movie is just like a tiny bit too silly at all points for me. Like, it's just, it's almost like too genuine, Um, and I'm just like, and it, and it reads as false to me because of that hyper genuineness. Like, here's, and, and if Tom Hanks is not in this movie. You never watch this. So you would hate this. Tom if Cruise. You didn't cast, if you didn't cast <laughs> a movie star named Tom. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel would them. never. Did, did Denzel refuse to kiss Julia Roberts in The Pelican Brief? That may have been uh, for personal so, reasons. I
0: don't know. So,
1: Denzel would never.
0: <laughs> the well, star I mean, I c- The
1: Equalizer 3 would never dip so low as Larry Crown.
0: I can. I mean, I can see Denzel and Trogby Henson in those roles. And then Julia Roberts is the neighbor and she doesn't play it pleasant. She plays it bitter and she hates Cedric the Entertainer. She hates her lot in life. Yes, yes. She hates running the garage sale every week.
1: You know what I love about Julia Roberts in this movie is her like almost unwillingness to work where she's like counting the number of students like ah nope. Nine Sorry, everybody, go home. I'm getting paid for doing nothing, which I deeply, deeply respect. <laughs> this is, you know, anything uh, to avoid a hard day's work.
0: I, I, my first review of her, the first time I uh posted this on a uh, letterbox, and this has no likes. I don't understand it. I I can post the most inane <laughs> observations of my own life that usually have nothing to do with the film, and there'll be five likes that come in. I don't know what people are looking for, but yeah, back in summer 2020, uh, COVID times. Um, I just quoted her. My favorite line in the film is what do men see in irritating free spirits from <laughs> Julia Roberts about Gugu and Bathara. And I love it. I love, I, I think that's a perfect commentary on the manic pixie dream girl from someone who used to be, I guess the manic pixie dream girl. You're going way back to pretty woman days, but, sure, um, sure. yeah, yeah, I, I love her stuff, <laughs> her, her disrespect for I guess her lot in life which is perfectly counter to Larry Crowns who loved working at Target right. look, look forward to the day um, and yes she you know it's not to say that she has absolutely no passion but the thing she has passion for um, you know the rest of the world does not as far as this class she wants to take, teach on Shakespeare the politician or whatever which little right. Freddie Mercury gets you know roped into in the very, the very end uh, and are you pleased Dave spoiler alert for Larry Crown that Larry does not show up for the class because you know he would like to actually bang this woman, and they can. I mean, that's a good meet on adult terms. Yeah,
1: that is like the most relatable thing that Larry Crowe does (laughs) in this movie. It's like, man, she's really fucking hot. So I'm not going to be her student anymore. There is no more (laughs) dual relationship. Let's get it in. I deeply, deeply respect that for sure. So here's my question to you, Mike. This is technically a comedy. Yes, this is a this is a rom com. Are is I'm I'm not asking this question in a mean way, but is there a moment you remember that's like a genuine laugh? Like, I, there's a lot of attempts for laughs here. All the Freddie Mercury stuff, all of his stuff is it. And I do not laugh at any of that. I don't laugh at. Maybe it's just the the Tom Hanks falling down that that's the comedy here. But I struggled with the comedy aspect. Other than the kind of caustic Julia Roberts comedy, that stuff worked for me. But everything else, kind of like. Oh man, there's a lot. So are of you Are you saying
0: any humor that comes from Larry Crown and Company? Not the the bitter couple, not Brian Cranston. Yeah, exactly. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I assume you you know you laugh that he's still insisting he loves big knockers as he's being hauled <laughs> off by the cops. I assume that still worked for you.
3: This class is canceled. I do say so myself would feed nicely as an outline for carriers
0: second. Good for you. Yeah, then I crushed a thousand calories at
3: 24 hour fitness.
0: You know, no one's there after 9 a.m. Go figure.
3: <laughs> after a smooth nap and a double espresso, man, I hit three hours of blog and talk for Cybershare. Whoa. You don't know, believe me. Why wouldn't I believe you? I'm riding, Mercy. Look, this is what I do. All day. That's what I do. Hmm. You're looking at porn. <laughs> what? Oh. Fine. So, yeah, thought police, take me away. I, I saw some erotica. I'm a man. I admit it. Took you a while. And it's not... It's barely porn. I'm not hiding it. Yes, you are. But I hide something. I have no secrets from you. I walk in that door and fill you in on every high and low in my day. Today's low? A toss-up. Between a cancelled Shakespeare and an intro to Ren lit with 20 heads who think the Renaissance is a fair they go to every July. I high, I'm drinking it. Mm-mm. Mm. Brain freeze. No secrets. Perfection, that is you. Mm. It gets the bills paid. See, that's what you hide from me. I mean, you walk in
1: the door pissed off because... And I'm sorry... I have established a beachhead
3: in new media while you still teach at Vassar of the Valley. And that is what you hide from me. You look at broadbusters, triple X hoping I don't know or don't care, but I do and I don't like it. You know, it, it, it may look like I don't work hard around here, Mercy, but I do. Just a guy who's a guy being a guy when you're not around.
2: Oh, well, and walking away is great for a relationship.
3: I'm a guy who's a guy being a guy. That's all. Okay,
1: so that made me laugh simply because, like, wow, I, like, literally turned to my wife and I was like, knockers, I have not heard that (laughs) in a long, that feels like, that feels like 1988 uh, references, which, you know, maybe is when Tom Hanks was last doing comedy, so he's really stuck in that exact time frame, but yeah, yeah, I did, I did like that stuff, I mean, I think some of the Cranson stuff, is a little over the top, but it still kind of works, it's, it's funny enough. He's just a guy
0: who enjoys being a guy, Dave, doing guy things.
1: Another another subtle turn from uh, Tom Hanks and Nia Vartalos, the scribes behind.
0: You re- you really <laughs> hate credits. the uh, the author of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. You just, just really it, have something out it, for her.
1: It, it, it wasn't even that. I just was shocked. Like, as the opening credits, I was like, what? Tom Hanks? I'm, okay. Did I'm he not, sure, not? I thought
0: he produced or helped uh, get My no, Big Fat he, Greek Wedding. I thought he had some uh, uh, yeah, connection that That, that sounds way. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think he did. Yeah. So, you know, that. That makes sense, but I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's an interesting." Dave pairing. does not
0: like collaborators or friends. That's what we're getting <laughs> no, at here. No,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> to
0: answer your question, I don't. I don't really see it as a comedy. I see it as mm. honestly. I see it as what most TV is regards comedy now, which is this weird sort of dramedy stuff where you like the personality yeah. of the leads mm-hmm. and you follow along like that. I've mentioned it on the show before, like even uh, what was it, Amy Schumer had a thing on Hulu, and Ooh. it's. I guess labeled as a comedy, but there's a lot of like, just kind of shitty things that happen to her. And you just sort of follow her around until she starts dating odd, even otter, Michael Sarah. And I'm watching it and I'm not laughing at all. And I'm like, I guess this is just dramedy. Although it's, it's hard to pin like Larry crown on that because the stakes are never that high. One thing I really like about it is it could fall into, and we're going to do another podcast on uh, the equalizer. And I don't know, since you've been marathoning them (laughs) in preparation for Equalizer 3. um, Does two
1: movies count as a marathon? I mean.
0: (laughs) It might. I mean, depending on how high you are on Equalizer, I think the general population, uh, although you did not go into the old series or the new Queen Latifah stuff. So I guess you really didn't binge. Um, No. no. But, you know, having (laughs) just come off that, there's definitely an injection from what I perceive to be Denzel Washington's uh, persona, or at least public persona. I don't know if you've seen some clips of him going to speak to, like, sports teams, and yeah. and he has a somewhat old man, sort of conservative worldview of, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of vibe, uh, and there's a sequence in The Equalizer 2 where he smacks a young man's hand for, like, Going to touch a pot, he's like, My, your mother, is this your mother's place? Like, no, yeah. no, then don't touch my, like, my house, don't yeah, touch my food. And it's such an odd thing for an action movie where he's going to kill like a dozen or more men, where we have this like, but my moment pollo. No, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> yeah, we're trying to learn a thing or two to the younger generation. And the thing I probably like the most about Larry Crown is Tom Hanks does not have any of that, okay, so life's kicked the shit out of you, well, it's up to you now, certainly, he has to take an interest. But he has many people guiding him along the way. As you said, there is that sort of doofus and, dare I say it, almost kind of dumb quality to Larry Crown. Yeah. That I really yeah. like. I like movies about nice people and dumb people. Because I think it's so exceedingly rare in a movie, If you, as you said, if you're sitting down to watch Larry Crown, the Equalizer, you expect, okay, whoever the Equalizer is, he's a fucking superhero. Whoever Larry Crown is, is. there must be a reason I'm watching two hours of his life, so he must be great at something. There's a Goodwill hunting effect that no matter what an asshole he is, there's one special skill set he has. There's a reason for this. And Larry Crown doesn't have it other than optimism, I guess, that if I do things. But the biggest difference between that and the conservative viewpoint is this really emphasizes community. He has to have a lot of help. Yeah, to yeah. to even mod- modestly succeed, like he gets a job at a kitchen because he knows a guy, because he's nice to him. Uh, he has this young you know woman who's not manic pixie dream girl as far as romantic interest, who has to take an interest in him and sort of socialize him in a way to provide like a community that he can be comforted by, and then he can also offer advice to her, and he has to have <laughs> Julia Roberts. Get drunk and have an asshole of a husband to even get a date. Like there's a lot of things that have to fall into place for him that he does not really do himself. And I bet you hated that, Dave. No, you- <laughs>
1: so so what I was thinking as you were saying this is I I wish he was dumber um i feel like i feel like by the let's end let's not of the... get into
0: forrest gump territory here, Dave. <laughs> no like, not that level we could get into some somewhere, dangerous territory somewhere
1: in between um i almost I... brought
0: that up when you he said he's not really a good uh, physical comedian i'm like i don't know forrest gump i guess but i was like the, the, he gets shot in the ass and you know more he eats...
1: butt shots for there,
0: okay so there's a common thread of things i like there about is... tom hanks apparently
1: apparently um so i feel like there is a growth by the end of this movie in his countenance and his style that rings false. Um, you know, his last speech. <laughs> cuts his, his hair p- shorter, basically. And, yeah, and, and but he cuts his hair shorter, and then that, apparently, he's like anti-Samson. That is his superpower. Once you cut his hair, then he's like, actually, I'm cool. Actually, I know how to speak in public. Actually, I'm going to reveal all this stuff about being in the Navy, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, where is any of this coming from i am not interested in this this feels like too much of a leap so i would actually prefer if he stayed dumb <laughs> and had no growth throughout this movie that would be This is why dave
0: is not a studio executive he's like i know the ticket oh <laughs> no let's growth. talk about that how much money did this make mike how much probably. of a success studio executives probably about seven times what bottoms is gonna make which is wow. seen as the next comedy <laughs> defining hit but this probably
1: cost a lot more to publicize to
0: uh it says budget 30 and it shockingly made 72 million dollars wow 72 million dollars this was not seen as a hit this is this how is... different the times are. This made $72 million.
1: These are the days of movie stars, <laughs> right? Like, I, you know, I think at this time, you have Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts in a movie, people were going to come out. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. But I bet if you take in all of the, um, like, how much it costs to, you know, put out all the ads and all that, it probably broke even. Like, it, it probably, you know, it, they probably were fine and... Nothing, but you don't see Tom Hanks writing a bunch more movies after this or directing a bunch more <laughs> movies. So uh, that is kind personal of personal
0: choice because that thing you do, I think, was seen as a success, and he waited yeah. until Larry Crown almost two decades later to do it again. So I don't know.
1: So that that brings me to a question: like, from a directorial standpoint, is there is there a viewpoint here? Is this an interesting? rom-com um as opposed to you know other filmmakers you've seen do rom-coms or is this just kind of a leave the camera here and we'll put you on a scooter i didn't really see feel much filmed excitement in this um, in this movie
0: it's pretty it's a pretty soft looking movie mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's you know visually that appealing other than you know you, you get julie roberts face on, you know, a close-up of Julia, and that's pretty much what she's bringing. As opposed to her, right. you're, you're lighting her. Um, I don't really have a problem with it because I do think it fits with, I guess, the general vibe or the aesthetic of Larry Crown. Like the movie did, is
1: nothing, so it should look like nothing. Well, it's great.
0: <laughs> I think it would be odd if, say, you gave the same script for whatever reason. Let's say David Fincher is like, I fucking love this script, and Maybe. then he shot it the way he shoots a movie. <laughs> I think there would be a it disconnect. Would, it would be memorable. It would be memorable. And I actually have a that. note on that, so I went and watched the deleted scenes today because I want to <laughs> be really prepared. Of course, you did. There yes. is a strange callback to Spike Lee's like sort of most famous shot. What, what Spike Lee is like known for in oh the kind
1: of dolly. So
0: when when he's yeah. fired, he's being escorted out of tar- you know fake Target, and the two security <laughs> guards you can tell are physically moving like on each side of him but clearly Tom Hanks is not like he's he's just flat and he's just being rolled with the camera. So it's, it's, it is definitely like, you can't look at it and be like, okay, he wanted to like to do that. (laughs) Then I'm telling you, Dave, you can make fun of the style of this movie, but when he tried to do something, it was so jarring where I'm like, Ooh, no, we don't want that. Cut, cut,
1: cut. I will say like, um, I'm not sure that uh, in terms of look of the film, I'm not sure Julia Roberts has ever looked better. I thought she was stunning well, in this th- movie.
0: Then what the hell like, is your problem with it, Dave? Is it, that's what we're here for, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> I, I
1: agree with that part. I think uh, I think she could do better than uh, than Tom in this movie, but
0: <laughs> I don't think Tom has ever uh, seen himself as like a uh, romantic lead, maybe a rom com. Yeah. I think he's in for the flirting and the bantering but I I do feel like he's always been somewhat uncomfortable. And I think that's probably why Meg Ryan was probably the perfect one for him because there's a cuteness level to both.
1: But he usually, in a lot of those movies, he plays a little bit of a standoffish character, a little bit of a jerk, like not hardcore jerk, but just kind of like he's got an edge to him. And I think maybe that is one of my issues with this is that Larry Crown, by nature of his character, has zero edge. He's just rounded everywhere Mm -hmm. you go. And I'm kind of like this doesn't really match with Julia Roberts' character. I don't see them kind of jabbing back and forth. I I see her throwing haymakers and him just taking it. Well, okay. <laughs> if you're
0: looking for someone who's probably not consuming porn 24-7, Larry Crown's yeah. a pretty good bet. That's a pretty yeah, that's good true. shift. He um, might
1: not know what pornography is. <laughs> maybe not.
0: I mean, unless, you know, Cedric the Entertainer has some vintage shit in his Yeah, you, yard, maybe. Um, which is still, you know, that's... <laughs> if you're, I guess... 40 years behind the times, as far as your pornography, you're probably out of step with like, yeah, you know.
1: here's some magazines. Yeah. Like that's, that's her.
0: It's funny. <laughs> you, so you had a problem with the false note of the last speech. I did not, because I felt like Larry's just falling back on what he knows, uh, mm-hmm. as far as what mm-hmm. he's falling back on his community. And that, that speech he's touching on, the other speeches that the which is great to play to your audience where everyone's like, "Hey, I, I said that." Like, yeah, good ah, for this me. guy. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, geography
2: show, remember?
3: Right, study of the earth.
2: Mm. Yes, study of the earth, and there goes my opening remark. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you. The equator is that imaginary line that separates the earth into the northern and the southern hemisphere and when you cross it for the first time it's a very big deal if you are in the navy even if you're a culinary specialist the old guys make you dress up uh, in goofy costumes and you have to sing these body songs and they play practical jokes on you when i did it for the first time years ago a uh, chief petty officer ordered me to stand watch until i saw the equator as we passed it and i would recognize it by the big posts that were sunk into the ocean floor and spaced every hundred yards and obviously i never hit my rack that that night remember the old commercial for the navy uh, join the navy see the world well it's true uh, i did i saw landmarks that were both man-made and the natural things Uh, I saw deltas I saw mountain ranges I saw the rock of Gibraltar I saw Hong Kong and I saw the the southern sky which has different stars than the northern sky does in the Navy I went around the world five times I saw the Aurora Borealis I had (laughs) shore leave in Australia a couple of times quite memorable and I saw the Great Lakes from the rail of a missile frigate while I was on the Great Lakes. I boiled and peeled and mashed and hashed an awful lot of potatoes. <laughs> I saw pasta once a week, Spaghetti Wednesdays, when uh, I was in charge of the galley. I learned a lot of geography in the Navy, but I would never be able to communicate it to you with such ease uh, uh, unless I had taken uh, a class like, like this I believe it was George Bernard Shaw who once quipped, a fool's brain digests philosophy into folly, science into superstition, and art into pedantry. Hence, a university education. It sounds to me like George Bernard Shaw must have taken a college class. Maybe even Speech 217, The Art of Informal Remarks. Ding, ding!
1: Applause, please. Come up with your own ideas, crowd. Jesus Christ. Twenty
0: years in the navy is not good enough for you, Dave. Jesus nope. Christ! Yeah, peel your potatoes and shut up, will you? <laughs> My false note that I would give you is is the last kiss between him and Julie Roberts when he's no longer a student. When it's all above board, uh, I guess. I mean, they didn't Ish. they didn't meet under maybe not the best, the most appropriate circumstances. Whatever. They're like in their fifties at that point. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, his voice drops. Yeah, like he gets. Sure it he's like, cool, I'm Tom serious, Hanks guy. Is yeah, here, baby. <laughs> is... I actually did not like that because I'm thinking, well, she fell for Goofy, Larry Crown. Right. What the fuck? You, why would you? Change what if, it what now? if he does
1: that and she's like, mm.
0: that's better. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's a missed joke right there. A, whoa, whoa, whoa. come on. What is that? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of this movie. This is one of those that I'm a big fan of. If you go to my Letterbox, I've given it three and a half stars out of five. Yeah, but I still rewatch it. So Yeah,
1: I mean, it's interesting. There is, I mean, we talk about this stuff a lot, but there is a difference between high quality and something you just enjoy. Right? And it's like, this is a, for you, this is very much a comfort movie. Like, I could just put this on and I know exactly where it's headed. And I really love the movie stars. And I can just kind of. Let it go, you know, as, a, and no, is this fucking Citizen Kane? Is this Schindler's List? No. 99 <laughs> minutes doesn't... too.
0: I love <laughs> yeah. that. Love yep. that.
1: It's like, it doesn't have to be, you know, and I, and I don't think this has, um even when they made it, I highly doubt Tom Hanks was like, this is going to be the pinnacle of my career. Like he was just like, it's a fun little movie and I get to, I get to kiss Julia Roberts and we're going to have a good time. It'll be great. Uh And it, and it kind of does what it sets out to do, whether you engage with it. I think is going to be um, it's going to be a your mileage may vary uh, type situation. I think I think the hump to get over in this movie actually is all the stuff before he gets to school. Um, If you can get over that without rolling your eyes, then I think you're in for a really good time. I couldn't. Like, that stuff, all the physical comedy, I was kind of like, ugh. So by the time they even get to school, I'm like, I don't even, let's fucking go. But then Julia Roberts kind of saves it. She makes it watchable.
0: Dave's all for the physical comedy of Joyride this summer, which was the comedy that was going to save comedies. And did not. Did not. The
1: sex comedy. The sex comedy. The good sex comedy this year. Not that shitty Jennifer Lawrence movie. Joyride
0: how much the joyride made, which is another movie I liked by the way, but
1: how much it made like <laughs> yes. difference. Probably not much. It probably broke. Even That's <laughs>
0: if that made $15 million. Oof. I think that, I think that's worldwide. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I'm telling you, y'all are missing out. I,
0: Mike will will vouch for
1: me here. I laughed louder during that movie than I have in a long time in a movie theater. Like, we got out and Mike's wife was like, don't you dare say you didn't like that movie because I know you did. You should I have played that. You. should have played that
0: role. I didn't really care for it. No, yeah, it sucked th-
1: actually. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Watch Joyride. I'm sure it's available nope, on streaming. Nope,
0: nope. Don't do that watch Bottoms cuz that's the next episode uh, of Offscreen Death. And so yeah. we're going to stick with, you know, the comedies, I guess the failed comedies. Yeah. Uh, 72 failed million. Failed 72 million for Larry Crown. Failed apparently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it was kind of a failure for me because I was so looking forward to a audio commentary from Tom Hanks and possibly Julie Roberts. No, 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 no. No. That, no one's no, putting any
1: more money no. into this. We're this, done.
0: <laughs> put this one on the future four K transfer for that gorgeous, beautiful Larry Crown.
1: <laughs> uh you can keep it. All of my emotions feel the same,
3: feel the same. you don't like where this is going, look away.
0: surprised that you have such a problem with his ass <laughs> it's not
1: the best ass i mean they're it's not but it's there. also not
0: offensively bad it's just it's just you seem so flummoxed it's like how dare you put this on screen why are you doing this you're a movie you star Stop a two-time goofy. oscar winner what are you doing <laughs> and he get would come together. back and say well i won one of those for forrest gump so
1: yeah well get it together philadelphia just have some decorum will you <laughs>